to A3 News Podcast. In today's episode, Allison, Amy, and Amber will talk about BTS's first performance of Butter on the Billboard Music Awards show. We also have K-pop news from our very own K-pop Yoda, Amber. And speaking of award shows, are there differences between American, Western, and Korean award shows? Well, if you want to find out, stay tuned because we discuss all of that plus more in episode three of A3 Luna Podcast, where fangirling comes to life. everyone and welcome to a3 nuna's k-pop podcast i'm amy one of your three lovely k-pop nuna hosts and amber and ali why don't you say hi hi this is ali one of your hosts hey this is amber also one of the hosts how are you ladies doing doing pretty good looking forward to some amber news Ooh, we have a lot. We have a lot of fun stuff. We have a lot of kind of interesting stuff. Um, so let's begin with the fun stuff. So this week we learned that Deadpool is a stay. Did you guys know that? No, no, not until, until I the, saw the last week. <laughs> so we learned that Ryan Reynolds has a brand new favorite Australian. And that would be Bang Chan from Stray Kids. And the story is really pretty funny. Um, the boys at Stray Kids decided that they wanted to incorporate Deadpool into their um, recent performance of During Kingdom for Do 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 Do. They like did a colla- um, like a mashup of Blackpink's Do 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 with their. Uh, God's Plain song, right? God, that's not what it's called. Is that what this? Oh my God, I'm having a God's Mini. God's Mini. Oh God's Plain. Oh my God, not Drake. <laughs> okay, let me. Maybe God's the boy in Drake is our God's Plain. We're gonna go with that. <laughs> oh my God, I said God's Plan. I'm so funny. Okay, let me, okay, let just. I'm gonna restate this one little part. Okay, so Stray Kids performed a mashup of Blackpink's do-do-do-do with their song God's Menu on Kingdom. So the arrangement was amazing. And one of the things that happened in it is Felix dressed up as Deadpool. And so when he walked out and he's like, hello and all that, it just like became a meme. And there was, it like became a viral sensation and all that. And so all the stays it's the fan club club of the Stray Kids. They got online and it got to Ryan Reynolds, who watched the performance and he loved it. And so he um, he mentioned it, and I'm trying to go through some of the the reactions to this. So he's like, "Oh, hello, Stray Kids," and it like. From what from what they describe in this article, because um, I'm looking at Teen Vogue, so Bang Chan went on to Bubble, and that's a like a social media site that you have to pay to to view content. Um, he he went on there and he was talking about how he couldn't stop smiling, he couldn't sleep because he was so excited. He even changed his name on there to Chris Reynolds, and because Chris is his real like his like Australian name. And so they ended up having, like, this back and forth Mm, um, on Twitter, 
where he had talked about how much he loved the, uh, I loved Deadpool and loved Ryan Reynolds and how he's a big fan. And so Ryan went on Twitter and he's like, two things. First, I have your, your autograph right here. And so he is holding this picture of this bottle of of his brand of, uh, I think it's gin. Yeah, Aviation American Gin that he owns. And he's like, I have your autograph right here. And you're like my favorite new, like hashtag new favorite Australian. So... He, they, I guess, Bang Chen saw it, got super excited, and they had, like, a back and forth. So it was all very, very cute, and even, like, sexy, sexy man um, that's also an Aussie, Hugh Jackman. He got in on it, and he's like, like, I just don't know what to tell you about Ryan Reynolds because he's just a nut. No, <laughs> he, he didn't quite say that, but he did be, he was like, you know, no worries, Bang Chan. I was just sorry for stray kids because Ryan's now your fan. He can be a lot. Got to watch out for those fellow Aussies. And he's like, hi, Felix. So it was a back and forth. It was all very, very cute. So now we know that they have stuff going to each other, like fan stuff. And it's just a really fun international k-pop moments what do you guys think but do we need more the question the question remains yeah, though going is felix old enough to drink the gin is he <laughs> um, in Korea, probably yeah how old is he yeah someone mm-hmm. someone look this up i don't Hold is on. that boy 21 22 yeah. i thought straight kids were kind of younger Let me look it up they are, you can be 20 in Korea if they can drink, right? Ah, okay. Yeah, I believe it's 20. Well, in Australia, what, they start drinking when they're like six, Let's don't they? How... Aren't they like drinkers? Or is it Ireland? When do they start really getting <laughs> <don't>... it? <laughs> yeah, he's 20. His birthday is September 15th. Okay, so he is old enough to partake. Even though he probably he wouldn't open it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking Bang Chan probably... Ooh. Gosh, okay, so he's sending it to Bang, yeah, Bang Chan, Chan not feeling it. Yeah, and it was an empty. It was an empty bottle. It went, didn't have alcohol in it. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Felix is going to be twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, he's twenty. He's now. old enough. Yeah. Yeah, and Bang Chan is going to be. Yeah, he looks old 23? enough. Yeah, twenty-four. Yeah, he's older. Yeah, somewhere around then. But I also found out by looking at this, and I think I watched a little snippet from some other news show, is that Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds been had a, fam- a friendly um, back and forth for a while. Oh, did they? Like a like a rivalry. Yeah, a friendly one. And they showed a little bit of them. I forgot whatever they were doing, and they showed a little piece of that. So that's why he said you gotta watch out for yeah. him. Yeah. You know, keep an eye on him. It's yeah. because of that. Oh, that's cute. That's really cute. So anyway, that was a fun little moment in K-pop this week. Um, let's see what else we've had. Let's talk about 80s. Now, you know we have 80s on Kingdom right now, but they also are killing it on Immortal Songs. Um, not sure if you guys know about the show. Um, it's, it's, it's Yeah, I think Allison has watched the show quite a bit. Um, Allison, do you want to give the backstory on that? Sure. Um, Immortal Song is a really great show if anybody has not been able to watch it. 
Um, it originally started the first season from 2007 to 2009, and then it disappeared for a while. Then it came back in 2011 with the name it has now, which is called Immortal Song, Singing the Legend. So the pretty much the premise of the show is to honor music, people who made um, contributions to music. So it could be music producers, it could be artists, it could be um, songwriters, people who have passed away. They have done even Western artists on there. Michael Bolton was on there at one point. Um, one of the guys from Boyzone was on there at one point. So it's, pr it's a really good show um, to see how they recognize their artists and the music. Also, it's a great show to learn about Korean history because they include a lot of that in the show. So the, basically the show goes is that they have these up-and-comer artists um, that come on the show. They recreate the song of whoever they're honoring. The audience votes for each act. Whoever has the highest number of votes goes on to the next round. And whoever gets the highest total number at the end wins a trophy. Now, the show is not made up just of idols. It's more of people outside of idols that the show is made of. However, idols do come on the show and they don't win as much. But ATs has been doing very well as an idol on that show. Also, since COVID has happened, they don't have the audience anymore. So they just have a panel of judges who vote on the acts that will either go on to the next round or not. But if you want to see up and comers, um, like musicians and bands, rock music from Korea, Immortal Songs is really good. And if you want to learn the history of music in Korea, Immortal Songs How does is one a watch very that? good way to go. Uh, you, there's a lot of episodes on, I believe it's KBS who does Immortal Songs. Um, there's a lot of episodes on there. And there's a lot of episodes on Vicky. Go ahead, Amber. Oh, I was going to uh, kind of follow up with uh, with AT. So, AT. Oh, <laughs> I saw a little hit and I was like, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, KBS YouTube and um, Vicky has the show and Coco Wall also has the show. Cool, cool. So, um, because that show was so legendary, it's it's pretty big thing that ATs has been on there and has been doing so well. So they have had three wins on Immortal Songs, and that is a record for a K-pop group, and not only a K-pop group for the fourth generation uh, K-pop group to do mm -hmm. so. So their first win was with the Turbo Song Black Cat. So they had this episode where they were featuring John Cook of Turbo. So it was a, a John Cook slash Turbo sort of celebration. And so they won that round by doing the song Black Cat. And it's that Nero, Nero, Nero. I don't know. You, I don't know if you know that song or not. But it, it's a really popular song. And so they won it. And then after that, they did a music video with John Cook in it. And it's really cute. Um, so if you haven't seen that, we'll, we'll like put a... Oh. Oh, I that saw video. that. Um, yeah. I didn't so know that's what, what that I was, was That's the reason why they did that video. Yeah. Okay. I had no idea what yeah. I was looking so at. That's a, like, that's a, 
Yeah, that's a turbo song. So that's been out for a while. So the second win that they had was with, um, it was on an episode that was featuring the solo artist Rain. And we all love Rain on this podcast. Um, <laughs> and so they did Rain, uh, It's Raining, um, which has been, you know, done by several, several K-pop groups over the years. Um and they really hit it big on that. And so they won that episode. So this third episode that they were on, it was actually a celebration of Psy's 20th anniversary from of his debut. So there were five artists that participated on the episode. There was Swings, who's a rapper, who's been on, like, Show Me the Money and stuff like that. And so he did the song Champion. And if you ever watched the show Show Champion, they do that song a lot. So that's a Psy song. Um, and then the solo artist Kim Field did a song called Refuge. The solo artist Jesse, she did I Love It, which is a really po- another popular um, Psy song. And then A.T.'s did Right Now, followed up by Geary Boy and Hayes doing a song called What Would Have Been. So it came down to A.T.'s and Geary Boy slash Hayes doing their songs. And so out of the those two artists, um, A.T.'s won. So that was their like their like their final win on the show, and so everybody was really excited. And it, it's if you haven't seen that performance that they did, it's really fun. The whole episode's really fun. There's a lot of like crazy, crazy performances, just some outlandish stuff going on there. And uh, one of the things that was done on there is. Um, like the episode after ATs and Jesse performed, they they just came to like hang out and like root on the other contestants. And so Jesse has this song called What Kind of X. It's really popular and it has this like lean back dance thing that she does. And so Son from ATs had participated in that like global challenge to do that little that little dance. Um and so the the host of the show was like, hey, you know, Son has done this. Jesse, have you seen it? Hey, why don't you guys do it together? So that's my clip of the week, if you haven't seen that, because he, Son is a crazy phenomenal dancer. He totally And is. just watching him do that little dance with Jesse, oh, it was fantastic. And she like, she was like, oh my God, I have on heels. I like, I'm going to like break my legs. Oh my gosh. It was, it's great. He like really gets into it. So if you haven't seen that, it's really worth a watch. I think, yeah, Amy. I think you have to have like he has to have abs of steel, as f- he kept dropping lower uh-huh. and lower. I'm like my butt would have fallen over off the first dip, and he just I was just I was in awe because I watched that clip because you know I get a preview because I know what Amber's going to talk about ahead of time, and I had not seen it, <laughs> but it is totally worth the watch if you're a San Stan. Oh yeah, he my gets God. lower than she does. She's I love her. I absolutely love her. Yeah, Allison. So, is his name San? His name is San, yeah. not San, because people keep saying San. I thought name. it was San. So it's San. Yeah, S A N. San. Tomato, tomato. Maybe. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, San. But anyway, I did watch that clip, and she almost fell. Yeah, she did. If you watch it, yeah. Because she looked like she had to put her arm out and balance yeah. herself when they went down the third time. Good. Yeah. I love what I love about Immortal Song is when you see them all together in the green room and they start interacting. I don't know if they do this as much because of COVID, but they have uh, initiation 
mm -hmm. um, ritual. So anybody who's new to the show has to show a skill. And a lot of times they get artists who aren't dancers at all to dance oh, to K-pop idol songs. So oh, that's funny. Yes, it is. It is, but it's hilarious and it's funny. So when you saw like San and Jesse doing the little thing, they do that to get people to know the artist. And it's nice interaction while they're waiting for the next person to go on or anything like that. And the guy from HOT used to be one of the hosts in on that show. I don't think he's on there anymore, but he used to be a host on that oh, show. Oh, I, I know who you're talking. Is the the guy that has the little girl on um, Return to Superman? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's one of the original hosts gotcha. on that show. So it's a good show. If anybody needs to watch it, I'll put links in on the YouTube channel. I'll put the links in there. So you can go, if you're listening to this on another podcast platform, go to our YouTube channel at A3Nudas. Like, subscribe if you like what we're saying. And sit up there and you can see the links that we leave to the songs and the little clips we're talking about. So we'll make sure we we'll leave this link here so you can see that little uh, performance between San and Jesse. And I guess, you know, the one thing that's kind of sad for Son this week is his grandfather passed away. Um, so I know he's supposed to sit out of a couple of different fan meetings. Um, I don't know what that means for Kingdom, if he's going to be on there or not. It wasn't really clear. So while he's in mourning, who, who knows what's going to happen? Um, I, I don't. I don't want to say one way or the other because I just it just didn't it didn't say in the in the announcement about what he was going to be doing. So I just hope that they do give him time to to mourn his grandfather and maybe give him a little bit of privacy. Um, and hopefully, it doesn't affect him too much if he does have to be on on Kingdom. Yeah, Allie. He was really close with his grandfather, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he went to visit them his his grandparents a lot, from what I understood. Hmm. Uh, that's that's gonna be sad because I understand. You know, we just recently had somebody pass away in our family who was the patriarch on my mom's side, um, even though he was into the family more through marriage and stuff like that. But regardless. Um, you know, when you have somebody there for so long and you're close to them, it sort of, you know, leaves an empty hole. So, so I hope he does okay because, especially in this time of his career with everything going on, and then you lose your grandfather, who was probably was there for you from the beginning, who supported you and everything, and now when you're starting to get up to the top of the mountain, he isn't going to be there. So I know a lot of aunties have said try to give him privacy which i hope people will they said don't try to upload a lot of things just let him be let him have his time to mourn mm -hmm. and whenever he comes back or whatever he chooses to do just let him do what he needs to do for himself because sometimes k-pop fans we get too in deep to somebody else's life as a k-pop fan we just need to let him be for you know let him mourn i agree i agree i really hope that they just they don't swarm any kind of funeral service they would have for him or try to go be go to the hometown or whatever it's just not it's not necessary and 
it's just not something that's appropriate, especially right now when we, st- we still do have COVID going on. Um, so let's just hope that it all goes okay with him and we like prayers to his family and to him. Hopefully he'll be able to have some time to, to get past the morning of his, um, the loss of his grandfather. At least his grandfather, though, got um, to see him. I mean, ATs has just climbed so phenomenally since they debuted. So at least he got to see his grandson debut. He got to see how well he's doing, what an incredible man he is. So at least, you know, even if mm-hmm. they haven't completely taken over everything, which I still think is going to happen, his grandpa saw a lot of his success already. And I'm sure he was proud. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, so the last bit of news is not so much news as it is just K-pop controversy. <laughs> and at first I was a little mad. I was a little mad, I'll be honest, because my heart belongs to Shiny oh, yeah. and Taman. Um, so I was up in my feels and on Twitter and saying stuff, and I got some backlash today that I had to block person because they just got ugly with me and I I regretted what I said but um so here's the situation so Shindong reacted to Taman's um advice video and you know Taman has been doing this thing for several years now where he he goes into a a bit of like androgynous dress he and he he does it it is a part of his art and it's very important to him, and the fans know it. They know they know who he is as a person. They we love him and respect him, and I'm sure Shindong does too. Um, but he said he basically was going through and he was talking about about Taman's video, and he was like, "Oh, you know, he looks so good with the with the female dancers. He fits fits in really well." And oh, you. Like he's so he's so handsome and manly and pretty, but he like he's also really pretty. And he's like you almost can't tell whether he's a guy or a girl, or I can't tell something to that nature if he was a guy or a girl. And like on the surface, especially knowing Shindong's past and the fact that he's already ticked me off about what he said about in hyping this week, um, I just I got mad. I got in my feelings. I'm like, you've known this kid since he's like 14 years old and you, you're, you're saying this stuff. But then, cooler heads. They're Allison. on the same label though, right? <laughs> Are they on the same label? Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And oh, he's known, known him since debut. Um, yeah. Shindog's in Super Junior. So they, you know, they've been around each other for a decade plus um in retrospect i think he probably just was trying to to say nice things but didn't really know how to say it right because he tends to stick his foot in his mouth aka fat shaming folks when he's not the skinniest person in the world um and then he also this week um, there was an episode that he did. Uh, I believe it was with Dong Hay for a show where he interviewed In Hypen, and they were talking to In Hypen and interviewing them. And they asked who the leader was, and Jung Wan, who is a younger member of the group, said, "Oh, I'm the leader." And they're like, "Oh, well, he sung. He sung 
younger, I mean, the oldest of the group, you know, by age, he really should be the leader. Now, that's like sort of the old way of doing things. And a lot of, a lot of the fourth generation groups, and even like some of the third generation, if you look at BTS, like, Jen isn't the leader of right. BTS. You know, Sungwa is not the leader of ATs, or, and so on and so forth. They, you know, always, always have the oldest member as the leader of the group. So this, like, irritated uh, in fans a lot just because of the way they said it and sort of the reaction that he sung and Jungwon had. Because Jungwon handled it well, but he was like, oh, well, you know, we talked about it and the company. So what happened, and we all watched Island, so we kind of know the situation. So basically they tested all the members to see who kind of had the leader characteristics and based on the test and then talking to the members, they figured that Jungwon would be the best of the leaders. And so they talked to Heesung and said, hey, you know, even though you're the oldest, you know, which would you rather do? You want to be the leader or do you want to be like the older member and support? And whatever happened in that situation, Heesung said, you know, I'll be the eldest member and Jungwon can be the leader. And so that's what happened. And he, they explained it really well. And, it, you know, it's one of those things. The older K-pop groups, when they do interview younger groups, they tend to kind of razz them and tease them and stuff like that. So I get, you know, and Super Junior just tends to say stuff that's not always the most appropriate. Um, they're kind of crazy, kind of boys will be boys. But... To me, when does boy when when, when are we going to just keep forgiving them every time they say stuff like that? Is it always good intentions, or do they just sometimes say stupid shit? We know Shiwon has said some stuff about LGBTQ in the past. I love him, but he said stuff that's not very appropriate um, based on his religion. And I, I mean, I I understand. I appreciate what he believes in, but then also it wasn't very nice. So they've all said stuff that's not great. And we are all human. We all make mistakes. But it's it's irritated people. Like, this situation has compounded over time of stuff that Shindong has done. It's like, okay, why do we keep letting him do this? Why do we not just cancel him? And I, I know you both have different feelings about it than I do. So, Allie, take it away and be the voice of reason. <laughs> She's always the voice of reason. <laughs> okay, because like you said, Amber, and I agree, the whole thing about it is he's from a different generation. Um, and to be honest, as I put in my notes, which you probably read, I think he was raised differently um, and is from his culture also. Yeah. Because I said I put my notes when I watched the show Hello Counselor. Because when I first started watching K-pop and stuff, before I saw Hello Counselor, I'm sitting there like, why would people say certain things? Why are they so rude? No, that is pretty much part of their culture. A lot of things of how you speak. Some men are very blunt. They don't have any feeling into it, and if it hurts your feelings, like, oh well, I said my opinion, and that's what it is. So. I don't think Shindong says things that are inappropriate. I just think he says it very bluntly where it may come out to hurt somebody's feelings, but that's not his intention. He says what is on his mind. Sometimes what he also has to understand being a celebrity, people can take your words from and twist them for wherever they are. 
to me, I don't think he has said anything too inappropriate because what he has said, a lot of the things he have said is what society has also said too. So he is saying stuff that has been said out loud or behind the scenes. He just bold enough to go ahead and say it. Like the thing with Taman, it's the same thing. Like Amy's daughter said the same thing, but use different words. So there's probably are a lot of fans out there who thought the same thing or people who are new K-pop fans probably thought the same thing. Is that a girl? Is that a boy? What is he trying to be? Because a lot of times in K-pop, people don't know because even in my office, people come up and say, are those boys or girls? Yeah. Oh, no, half the time that's rude. rude <laughs> I think half the time they are. At my job, they're rude. No, I don't think it's rude. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so I don't know. They ask and I explain these are boys and explain why and tell them that in Asian society, sometimes they can be androgynous, especially when I watch the show um, Produce 101, the girl version from last year. A lot of Chinese females can look like boys. It's one of their traits and they do dress themselves up to look a little more masculine than feminine because they can be seen both ways. Like I said, I think that what he says, a lot of stuff is how they talk in Korea. Um, even if you are like with my husband, he's Italian and they are very blunt and they have some views that are very old fashioned. But if today's generation heard those views, they were like, oh my gosh, you're misogynist. You hate women. I'm like, no, it's how you grow up. And it's not like they're coming out saying that women can't do stuff. It's just that they have certain viewpoints and and roles. So I don't know the thing about the LGBTQ. I don't know what he said. And it wasn't him. It was another you know? member of the group that said. Oh, okay. See that comment I haven't heard. Yeah, but, I remember that. I mean, to me, I, I'm I love freedom of speech because I'd rather have you say what you can say, even if I don't agree with it. I'm not going to sit there and cancel you for saying that because I think people are quick to cancel somebody. If you don't like somebody for what they said, just stop listening to them. Just stop supporting them. To cancel them outright without really knowing the history, I think it's just ridiculous. Okay, and go ahead, Amy. Apparently, his mama didn't have the <laughs> the common sense to teach him if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> um I mean, yeah, my daughter did say, but her words were more like and of course, like me and Amber, and now Allison's coming on board with the complete tame and stands here. I mean, there are men that are so unearthly, unworldly, freaking beautiful. You question, what am I looking at? I mean, and over here in the States, Rob Lowe in his day, oh my God, he's still damn good looking. And he was mm -hmm. a pretty boy. There are some boys that are just pretty. And I think that tame and can take on either role but when i look at him yeah i think man <laughs> i think man all the way through and i just love i couldn't love him more so anyone that I, I i support you amber go after the boy because don't don't diss on my baby because because now now yeah. amber say what's happening to taman like he needed one little ounce of crap from anybody this week <laughs> Oh my God! I don't think it was crap. He said oh, that he wasn't sure if what he's looking at a man or a woman. It's just and rude. People have asked, asked that I, a lot I with still it. Think he's rude. I don't think it was rude. I think he literally said what other people said. You know and what am I? I don't think I guess, it was rude at all. I think people 
are a little sensitive to certain things. He said it and he said he looked good. He still looked manly, but he asked the same question to other people. He might use different words that other people may interpret as being rude, but it's still the same ideal. He was trying to figure out, man, he's, he's a little on the but, feminine Amber, side. Amber, didn't but, you, you say know, he backtreaded just side. a little bit so. after his initial comment? I mean, he... He did say something of the of the extent of well he's he's manly and all that and he but he's also pretty so he he did sort of like round out his statement from what I could tell and of course these are all translations well, that's, that's what so I'm, I'm also I'm wondering did it did it not translate right like did his comment you know, I don't know from no. Korean I don't... to English translation if the words didn't come out quite right. I'm sure he probably didn't mean it mean, but I think what it is is we as Americans view it a little different when somebody, because we we have those people that come up to us as K-pop fans and they're like, they see a picture on our cubicle and they're like, wow, that guy's really pretty. Is that, or, or is that a guy or is that a girl? Uh -huh. That's what we hear. And so we automatically take offense when we hear that, that could be. as... They're making fun of him. And I think that's where I think we're we all tend to come from is because yeah, we have we're, heard we're already so much. Defensive. When, exactly. Yeah. See, I don't take offense from it because if you don't know, how are you gonna know? There's a lot of people who come into my work and they don't even know about K pop and they ask that question. And I rather educate and let them know because why am I gonna take offense to something for something you don't know? Now, if you come up and start making fun of me and start saying things sly on the right, how could you like somebody who looks like a who's a man Dude, looking like I a hear girl? It all day that's long, a different story. All but day long, I get it. Who still, who still don't even know? Yeah, I well, I only get it a certain time now because I think more people around in my area know about K-pop because of where I work at, and they know I'm not in that piece, <laughs> you know, so they know who I am, but. My thing about it is, is that I don't take offense. I think maybe because there's bigger battles out there to worry about to me. And I just sit there and say, well, he said what he said. Either I could sit there and listen to the boy or yeah. not. Yeah, I no. cancel him and I ruin his career over yeah. certain I don't things. think anybody's ruined his yeah. career. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone should cancel it. him. I but mean, I also think, you know, to a point, are people looking for publicity from, you know, because, I mean, they could have edited that comment out. The same way anybody can edit. They could have, you know, yeah, smoothed it over I, if they wanted to. Maybe they just wanted to get everybody's panties in a wad. You don't know. That's true. Well, I think that's just who he is. And I think the company has accepted who he is because probably, my other thing is probably because a lot of people around him are very similar. I had a friend who I had to speak to on numerous occasions about certain things she has said. And now for what she has said had a little racist undertone. And so I tried to explain it to her. She went back to, to two of her best friends who she grew up throughout her whole life. She came back to me and said, well, what you're saying, what your other friend are saying, they don't see that in me. They never seen that. So I don't know. Maybe it's just you guys. And I said, all right. And I said, of course, you went to people who are in your circle who are very similar to you. Of course, they're going to sit there and agree with you. But I'm telling you, for somebody who's on the outside who didn't grow up with you and somebody who's black is telling you, what you have said has some racist undertones, so you probably need to check yourself before you go into a crowd of other black people who aren't as kind and patient to talk to you. 
you're going to sit there and offend somebody and you're going to get some choice words said. So I think there's a lot of people in his circle, just like Amber said, back in the old school way, the oldest person was the leader who sit there and see him as, oh, he's just a very blunt and rough person. Yeah. He says what's on his mind and they're not going to correct him on no. it until he says something that is really bad. That is that where it comes to losing like sponsors and stuff until he gets to that point. And I don't think he has gone to that point. A lot of things to me, he has said is what a lot of people in society are saying, speaking, just don't have enough guts to say it out loud. Yeah. So I think he's speaking to the masses on that one. That's why you don't see so many people coming out here and you don't see him taking a break or anything like that because a lot of people agree with him. Yeah, and you're probably right there. I mean, I know a few years back when the comments about Shiny were very different and they did tend to say stuff about them that was all not so nice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I do get that. But I just don't want him to be looked down upon. And I, and I know he's not looked down upon. Let's be real. But it just – some some fans are like, oh, well, this is – this is like older big brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, I think he is. I think that's what he is. I think he's a straight up. Yeah. He's very blunt. He says things that just comes right to the women of his head and he keeps rolling yep. with it. I think his intentions aren't bad, but I think as he gets older, maybe as he gets out the spotlight, he might have to learn, but he hasn't done anything too bad, but he, that's the type of person he is. So I think the newer fans are going to have to learn to, take it with a grain of salt because he's even like that when I watched him on my little old boy and he was at um Heechul's mm -hmm. house oh my god <laughs> he went in there and tried to fix Heechul's computer without asking Heechul he didn't ask him at all and then he couldn't fix it upgrade a computer and he left it on the floor and said well I'll call a computer guy Heechul was pissed <laughs> You can see in his face he was so mad that you're going to sit here, take apart my computer, even though you think you're doing a good thing to upgrade it, but didn't even ask me to upgrade my computer. Then you couldn't upgrade it, and now my computer's sitting on the floor for two Sounds days. Sounds to me like the boy's a little entitled. It. A little bit of a God complex. <laughs> he could be. Yeah. Sounds like he... <laughs> yeah. I think he is. Yeah. Sounds like it. Well, anyway, with all that said, my boy Taman is in the military. <laughs> Um, he went oh. in. We all saw oh. his bubble picture this morning, even though, oh, there were fans that were like, You're putting out bubble pictures illegally. Not everybody can pay for bubble. We so we all saw this picture of a very shaved oh. head, buzzed head, taming. And so he's gonna go serve in the, in the military band. I believe it's the same unit, um, that he was in when he was in the military and I'm oh gonna miss God. him gonna be real sad um mm -hmm. like one of my uh the people i follow on twitter um kate oh kate hallowell i think is her name she's a writer um she did a like a send-off uh article about Taman, and it really like basically said you know we're all like his his military wives and we're seeing him off and we're gonna wait for him patiently until he comes back um so yeah, gonna miss Taman. Um, gonna miss him a lot. So be listening to Shiny's new Japanese album that came out. If you haven't had a chance, the song's really good. Um, we've got a lot of other stuff to talk about. We probably need to take a quick 
a quick break to to deal with sponsors and stuff like that. So let's pause for a second. We'll be right back. So let's talk BTS news. BTS has been all over television and all over, hopefully, the airwaves in Korea and hopefully here, too. I haven't really been listening to the radio, but it you never know. Um, but we are seeing on them on television. They were on GMA this week. They've been on Stephen Colbert. Um, and they were on the Billboard Awards this week. And with their new single, Butter, they have broken records. They had Five Billboard record, or not Billboard. <laughs> Let me repeat that. They have had five Guinness Book of World Records that they have broken because of Butter. Uh, most viewers for a premiere of a music video, and most viewers of a premiere of uh, no. I repeated myself. The most viewed YouTube video over 24 hours in a group for our K-pop group. Yada, yada, yada. They've been doing big things. Um, so with, with all of these big things that are going on, we have also seen the introduction of the McDonald's dash BTS collab. And but, but have we ever? There's good things and there's bad things. Have have we seen it? Or have we seen everybody else's pictures of it if you don't live in the United States? Uh, that, that is the big controversy. Allie, have you seen it? What have you seen? Yes. Okay, I've got to make this quick because we still have our main topics. Number one, I found out the reason why BTS picked chicken nuggets was because it's a meal that everybody can afford. Because apparently in other countries, beef and pork is expensive. So a lot of people can't afford to get a burger or a special burger mm. or a pork burger. I or thought it had to do with so fried chicken, but chicken okay. Nuggets. And secondly, well, same thing with fried chicken. It was chicken nuggets were just the cheapest thing so people can afford it. Nice. And then the whole thing with the packaging, I don't know what happened. But here in the States, we only got bags. Other places got special cups special boxes for the chicken nuggets and <gasps> even like promotional no. little postcards or stuff so, no yeah but then i saw somebody who stole the um on tiktok who stole the um bts poster off outside i would have done it too if i so, saw one good for them <laughs> i saw nothing yeah so what we saw were yeah. the chili sauce and the cajun sauce the cajun sauce is the bomb I do recommend 100%. Some people really like chili sauce. It, it was too um, spicy for way, me. Apparently. It wasn't yeah. smooth like butter. Yeah. It was spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to introduce there was a McDonald's breakfast meal, too, with butter. <laughs> they had a 
they have a YouTuber that I watch that uh, he's not a K-pop YouTuber or anything like that, but he <laughs> he tried the meal and that chili sauce. He was like, "Oh my god, this is so hot!" I'm like, "It tasted like grape jelly oh. to me. That did not taste." I guess hot I'm a lightweight. So, every, some people can handle it, some people can't. So. Besides all this crazy merch and the Guinness World Records and all that, BTS was on the Billboard Music Awards. And unlike most years where we had to wait to the very last 20 minutes or so for them to perform, they actually kind of performed in the middle of the night. Um, and so we actually got to see them perform Butter for the very first time. What did you guys think about that? I loved it. Yeah, it was good, but it, it was short. It seemed short. Their, t- their air time was short. Yeah, I agree. It seemed- yes, it seemed like to me their air time was short. Um, the performance was great. I loved it. It was perfect. I just, it would have been nice, you know, expectations. I remember my expectations aren't their expectations, but it would have been nice if they could let BTS do a melody of their songs and then end it with their new song of butter. I hope that before they go into the military, which is sometime Oh, next year or whatever. I hope that whenever they go on to another American War show, they'll love to do a melody of their songs and then end with their new song. You know, something nice. So that that's one thing that and we we can go into like our main topic of the night is the difference in the award shows between America and Korea and how we would see in a like a, a K-pop award show be at the mama awards or whatever where we would see a group do these medleys of like five or six songs and they have 20 minute 30 minute performances i remember when big bang used to do every song in their kitchen sink plus you know whatever <laughs> just like five or six songs you would think is this ever gonna end oh my goodness what's going on and then now bts is doing the same thing over there because they're the biggest group at the time um Mm-hmm. Over here, it's not like that. Over here, you get one song, maybe two if they're a huge group. Like if they've been around forever, Mariah Carey might be, get something like that or some big name legend. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Duran Duran got more than See, one now, song because they're a big legend. I wouldn't know because I turned billboards. off and went to bed after BTS, so I wouldn't know. No! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dude, that's the only reason I watch these world shows. There's dinosaur shows. I if BTS is on, I'll watch, and then I'll turn off and go about my business. Amy, Duran Duran, they sounded really good, oh. by the way. Yeah, I'll YouTube it. It was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that so that will let us that will bring us into our main topic. I know we didn't transition as smooth as we did before. But that's our main topic we want to really focus on today. With everything that we've been talking about, you know, the difference between cultures and with the Billboard Awards and BTS performance, um, are award shows still important today? That's our main topic. And then the subtopic is how are award shows different in Korea versus America? So we're going to start with the first part is are award shows still important today? And for what Amy just said, apparently not as much. <laughs> so what do you so for me, I know they're not being as watched as much as before. Viewership has been down. It's not much as a 
family friendly show depends on which show you watch. Um, I think that it's it seemed more important to the artists and the fans of the artists, meaning that the award shows are more important to the artists to get the award and maybe get to um, show themselves to fans because not every fan get to go to their concert. So guess what? I get to see you on this award show and perform. And yeah. So what else do you guys think about it? Do you agree that award shows aren't as important not here. as they used to be? I, I just think our award shows here, I mean, they're dry and they're long and you see more advertising mm-hmm. than you see performances. And then half the time, I don't even know who the hell I'm looking at. I mean, I don't know at least 80% of the performers. And I mean, and, I, and on the radio, I might know the performers if they played anyone other than Taylor Swift <laughs> and all the regulars that are constantly rotating. I mean, you guys are like, I know Amber knows a lot of the different artists, and you do too, Allie, but half the time I watch and I'm like, well, I have to ask you two, who is that? But I mean, I literally, until BTS was not went on to the American Music Awards, I probably had not watched them since I was a teenager because I really did not care. Yeah, I think a lot of younger generation, I don't think they watch, they don't really watch TV anymore anyway. They, Generation Z. TikTok. Watch YouTube and TikTok. That's all they YouTube, watch. TikTok and stuff. Yeah, Generation, if you want to, the millennials, which are now old enough to have their own kids and stuff like that, they still, they watch TV off and on, but they watch a lot of YouTube also. So, but the one thing, <laughs> yeah, I don't think they are. And they tried, like, the Grammys, the Tonys, the Globes, the Emmys, they try so hard to get people in, but it just doesn't work. I think more people watched the Super Bowl halftime performance than they did uh, the Grammys, I believe. Well, oh, that's Bowl. right, they should, because not only did the Grammys screw so, over BTS, they screwed over the weekend, too. Like, yeah, and the Grammys are now changing that, which I'm I'm glad. And I think the Grammys, like I said, hasn't just screwed over BTS. There's a lot of artists that they have. Um, as I said, it's like the old gentleman's club where they have a certain amount of members who vote based on their experience and knowledge, which I'm not saying that they don't have the knowledge, but I think they get themselves stuck in this bubble and don't branch out to the other music that's been nominated. I mean, The Weeknd was snubbed by the Grammys. Eminem is done with the Grammys. I mean, and that was funny how people try to get Eminem canceled, but we'll talk about that in probably another show down the line. But yeah, a lot of artists are realizing that as long as I sell the albums, hit the Billboard charts the way I need to be, and make my money and, and your concert tickets, who needs the Grammys? Albums, then the, yes, who is yes, exactly right? Who needs the award shows? You guys need us. Because without us, the networks who host the shows aren't going to make the money that they normally make. So they need the artists more than ever and everything like that. And I don't think they treat them with the respect that they used to have. It's not like we appreciate the music. It seems like we're going to rush through all these categories and just show what we need to show and just go from there and just do the most shocking thing, which I guess. But in the back of my mind, 
I don't know if you hear that in the background, but somebody's shooting off fireworks. Oh, I can't hear in my him. Neighborhood. <laughs> Uh, yeah so anyway <laughs> um i guess they're sitting up there and like i said making i don't know it it seems like they're trying to do the better thing but i think they need to start tuning in to what fans are watching when they watch their artists what are fans watching on the artist's social media what are fans watching when the artist when a, when the artist at, at a concert Go from there and then incorporate that into your award show. Yes, I get it. But to me, what I think they should do, what Korea does, just sit up here and make it mostly about the performances. And then you hand out here award here and there. But focus more on the performances. You know, that's what I think they should do. Just sit up there and have one night where all the artists can be in one room and they can eat and drink, hand out the awards. And then the thing that comes on television, just straight performances. Just do a full-on concert and just do that. That's how we should do it. I watch that thing all night. I'll stay up to midnight watching that. Thing. That's sort of what they did, though, this year with the BBMAs. They took all their awards and they put the majority of them online and made most of the show about the performances. So the, I feel like they are transitioning. Yes, and it was a good show. And they are, they're trying to move away from all that like hoity-toity old rigmarole the old style shows where they all dress up in ball gowns and you know that that kind of brings me to the differences between korea and the united states because i know amy said our award shows are long compared to korea no they are not not, long they're not long they feel long (laughs) they they feel long because we have advertisers that spend hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars on two and a half, three minutes commercial every 10 minutes over a three hour, two hour show. Um, it's a money-making industry for television in which I work in and which I deal with every day. Um, yeah. I mean, these, these companies are making money off of these awards here in America. And then not to say that it's not happening in, in Korea, because it is. The way that the, the Korean awards are generally structured is they have, like, 90 minutes, 100 minutes of a red carpet, similar to what we do here. And then they have, mm-hmm. like, a four-hour award ceremony. And they split it between normally part one and part two. So you'll have the first part of the show where you'll have, you know, several awards and then they'll, they'll have performances all the way through and they'll lead up to like a sort of like a big performance to end the first half. And then they'll have the second half and they'll have a big performance of the main, like the, the person who ever wins the day song for that year, they normally end the show or the oldest, like the, the Hubei of the group of the, the group of artists that are performing the year, they'll be the ones that are performing. So the senior artists will perform. It just depends on what's going on every year. Um, so there's, there's more of a, where America is a little more hodgepodgey and there's different genres of music and different stuff going on. Like most of the stuff in, in Korean music award shows, it's K-pop. If it's not K-pop, it's like, maybe a trot performance here or there, or maybe one rock band. And the rest of it is K-pop. Um, you might have K-pop solo artists, or you may have a K-pop group, but you're going to have that genre. Um, and it's also, a lot of it's based on 
who the younger groups are. They may get like a, a 10 minute segment with like half of two songs. I remember when BTS was young and they would not get a full song. They would get maybe half of one song and half of another in like a five minute span. And then you'd get Big Bang at the end getting 30 minutes. I was salty about that back in the day. And now I'm, I feel much better. <laughs> but it, it's because there is like this seniority in it. And they do have a system. And whether or not we could say it's, it's rigged, it's not rigged, who wins, who doesn't win, who shows up, who doesn't show up. That's all like a part of it. There's companies that have have it outs with certain group, uh, certain uh, groups or certain entertainment companies and the TV stations. I know freaking YG used to have it out for Mnet and they wouldn't be on the Mama Awards for a couple of years after G Dragon went on and like did his little rap on like the 2014 2015 whatever year that was where he kind of dissed the, the mamas. Um, so there's a lot more, I think, to the K-pop or the Korean Music Award programs because it is so intertwined with the, the, the daily promotion shows that they do. And each individual station has their own specific music show that they put on every week. And each one has their own Korean music award show either at the end of the year or they have an awards and they also have a year end thing. Um, there's a, there, to me, there's a lot more going on than it is with like the Grammys or the BBMAs where they just have artists and they just, we don't have any like promotion shows like they do in, in Korea. We don't have any of the like, sort of like the politics of of music quite like it is there. It's such a small industry and they all know each other and all these TV stations kind of work against each other and they do all this stuff. It's it's just it's a lot more intricate, I think. And it's um it's a lot, a lot more fascinating. <laughs> I love watching the awards. I, I could have kicked out of setting up watching the all the whole fashion their fashion's different they don't wear the big ball gowns and all that crap that they do here it's more of like a high-end high niche version of their costumes you should you could say that they wear on stage like for a regular show um it's it's just it's very different and i think it's more fun um, and maybe because we love K-pop so much, we think it's more fun. I mean, maybe in America, it's fun for somebody else to sit and watch the Grammys. I used to love to sit and watch the American Music Awards and stuff like that to wait to see, like, NSYNC or Nuggets on the Block or, you know, whoever might be the big thing. Um, I think our minds are, we're, we're a little favorite. We've, we've have favorites in Korea, and that's part of the reason why we do appreciate um, the way the awards are set up there. Um, it's just a lot more interaction with the groups, a lot more, their performances are, are way more intricate. They don't have just one, one song and done. They may have like a big stage and have like way more elaborate, um, performances than they do and you guys can jump in what? anytime you want yeah no, well, we're just mesmerized <laughs> no. <laughs> no i mean i agree and 
I think, especially this year's award shows, a lot is lost with the COVID and the pandemic. I mean, I loved their performance of Butter, but I would have loved it like a million times more if the army were in the audience, if we had them walk the red carpet and all the armies lining the streets up to the venue and, and the fan chants. All the award shows are just, they're just too quiet right now. So, I mean, I, I just miss the live audiences. I guess iHeartRadio had live audience for their award show over the weekend or last week, I think it was. And I think that's what I miss yeah. the most. But, yeah, I agree, Amber. They they tried this year with the award show, but they're, they got to still fine-tune it. And I mean, I think, like... Like you said, Korea has like the K-pop award shows. We have country music awards here, and it's a night of all country. And then you've yeah. got, you know, isn't there like the BET awards or what have you? And that's, you know, yeah. like funk and, okay, I'm bad. I don't even know. I don't know if it's rap or R&B or what it would be. But I mean, they don't like, and you know, the American Music Awards for the most part, but there's so many... I mean, all artists deserve a category, and I guess that's what the Grammys does, is they, they you know, showcase all the artists and all the types of music, but, you know, you want to bring in some real money, start picking off these genres, too. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people turn in for the Country Music Awards, so, you know, why not have an international award? And I think there is a Latin award, too, if I know, if there is. There's a whole one for that. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, there is. They have, they have the Latin yeah. Grammys, a whole separate one that they do. They don't show it on mainstream television the way they used to, but they do have their own. Um, like you were saying with the um, the different awards in Korea, a lot of it is K-pop related. Um, they do have the other award shows there that are that showcase the other genres. We just don't hear about them as much because K-pop is pretty much the number one as what people listen to, but like the Soul Music Awards, um, I think the Golden Disc Awards, the Guyon does the mm. same thing. They bring all the different acts together in those award shows. But like Amber was saying, with those three major networks, KBS, SBS, and NBC, they're all competing together because they want to get a piece of the pie. And if one whatever when somebody gets salty well we're not gonna let them perform on this end of the year show so the group goes and perform on the two other channels end of the year award shows which seems kind of odd because when you start watching it like okay if they got nominated for this award show why aren't they on here well because they chose something over something with that network and they're like well we're not gonna have you on there even though you got nominated yeah, which is crazy. we're not gonna have you perform so it is it is. It's, it's a whole, like you said, it's so small. I mean, they do it a little bit more underhandedly, mm -hmm. but in the States, they'll let you know. We're a little bit more blunt when it comes to things like that, and they'll tell you, and you can know, and everything, and, and we know what goes on and how certain things are rigged. But over there, they're trying to be so polite about it that they don't want to be seen as these negative people if we choose to give a award or if we choose not to have somebody to perform, you know, but like I said, it's all about the performances. It's all about the K-pop performances, the, the um, costumes, the stage sets, which 
do you, I think we used to have that back in the day, maybe, but I don't know. Can't really remember award shows really when I was younger as much. But K-pop award shows or award shows in general are different because even in Korea with their award shows for TV shows, they still go up and above. They have K-pop performances as the TV award shows, and it's very cute. They do parodies of stuff. And also what I do like about the Korean award shows compared to the U.S., except for a few, is that they don't have a big entourage that sits with them. It's just them and their group. Even on the television award shows in Korea, it's just whatever show you're with, your main show, that's who you sit with. The only time you see that is with the um, Golden Globes. You see that when they're all sitting around at the table like they had dinner, they sit with their castmates. Every other award show, they bring this large entourage with them. And I know those people have, you know, you want to bring them to the award show and stuff like that. But it seems like it's too much sometimes. We just need the artists there, maybe a few of your entourage, and let's focus on the music. But then you come, they come up the stage with their entourage, and you're more memorized by the entourage, what they're wearing, what they're saying, than the artists. It's like a hot mess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right about it. Um I don't know what I want to say. Like one year, Drake's dad came up oh, yeah. to see or something and drinking on the stage. Yeah, it, it was all about the dad. <laughs> Everybody was talking about his dad. Oh, my God. I remember that. Yes, it was cute. But I'm like, mm, okay, we, we didn't even think about Drake. We just thought about his dad up there knocking down some alcohol. But I'll tell you, in that flashy suit, whatever he was wearing. What they do in, in Korea instead is, you know, over there, over here, we may have that kind of thing going on. But over there, what happens is we have fans that are in the audience that take fan cams to see yes. inter to see the reactions of groups as they watch the group that's oh, on which stage. I love. Absolutely I'll never love forget that. seeing yes. like seeing Icon and BTS like watch Big Bang one year and seeing. I mean, there's been times when it seemed like back when One One was out, they would do interactions watching them watch some other group. It's all very fun. I remember seeing um, Taeyeon right at about the time that she had broken up with um, uh, Bakyun and seeing her sit with like key and some other people and just her face was just like this the whole time she looked so upset <laughs> looked mad and i'm like those are the kind of things that i like to watch and i know amy oh you, my you god have a on my favorite favorite reaction was watching bts mainly v watch mamamoo when they did hip Oh, oh my, my God. God. I thought his jaw like was just going to drop. And he was so into that performance. And I mean, at one point, like Cookie looked like he wanted to sit there and he was like pushing him off like, no, this is my seat. And I'm watching these ladies. <laughs> I was just like, that was just the best reaction. And there's at least I've seen two or three fan cams of that. And it's just priceless. So if you haven't all watched one. That's the fan cam to watch because he was entranced by that whole performance and I loved every second of it. Mouth open, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he was a hoot. 
Yeah, so those are fun to watch. I mean, there's there's a lot of things about award shows um, in Korea that are just kind of like heads above what we see here in America. MTV used to put on award shows that were really good and a, like a lot more like what the the award shows in Korea do, and it sort of went away from that. I know for a while the MTV Awards were just like where they would only do half a song and then they'd go to commercial break and be like, okay, well, no performances. I guess we're just not going to talk, you know, we're not going to get to hear, you know, the killers do Mr. Brightside or, you know, right. Taylor Swift sing whatever crap she's singing. <laughs> I mean, they just, they changed up. But now, now, it, you know, we're starting to see sort of a resurgence of performance-based award shows, which I like, which I hope they do more of as time goes on over here and, you know, continue it in, in Korea. Allison, are you having problems with your audio? No, I had to turn it down because my husband just turned on the TV, the um, sound bar downstairs, and he's picking oh, up I the Oh, I thought he was asking downstairs. if you wanted oh. dinner. I thought he was coming and asked if you wanted dinner, and then you said, like, a little bit. That too. He <laughs> wants sure dinner. what was going on there. <laughs> Ah! You gotta wait. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be all right. There's oh food God. down there. You can get a bowl That's of cereal. He'll be all right. That's what I thought he was asking you. I thought he was asking you, hey, are we going to eat or something? Are we going to eat dinner? And I thought you were saying just in a little bit. <laughs> I was wondering what that was. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, don't turn down the thing just a little bit. Because <laughs> it's picking up the base. And I should have told him. I thought I told him what time we're recording, oh, but maybe hilarious. I didn't. My bad. <laughs> but he'll eat. He'll be all right. I don't think we that long. We're having spaghetti. Mm. <sighs> that sounds good. So right now we're going to go ahead and take a little break um, for these lovely little advertisements. And then we'll be right back with the ending of our show. We will probably talk about some of the top three songs. So let's just take a little break and we'll be right back. are back right now welcome back hope you guys have been enjoying our podcast um as we've been talking about a little bit of everything between the news and our main topic about award shows um before we get into share a song or our artist um a little housekeeping like i said we will love for you guys to give us feedback of some of the things you want us to talk about I know we probably have a very small audience right now and everything like that, but give us feedback of what we could do better or what you would like to hear from us. Um, what would you like to know about K-pop or anything in the K-pop industry that you would like to know about or don't know about? We'll do our best. Um, any new songs you want us to review, just let us know. Um, also, which we didn't say in our last podcast is that we will come out every Thursday. So every Thursday we will have a new podcast for you. Um, some of them may be split up into two parts. We're just trying to get a read on everything and just see what you guys like about our podcast and everything like that. Anything else we want to share with our viewers or listeners? 
Amy or Amber? Yeah, make sure you follow us on our social media. Um, we have a Twitter account. It's A3Nunas. Um, I know I'm on there a lot. You guys talk to me. We don't really have any followers. We have like 10 followers, I think. So follow us. Um, <laughs> love, to, love to interact with some people. Um, and um, follow our YouTube, like and subscribe, hit the bell for all notifications so you'll actually see when we do have our podcast. Well, I think I just heard fireworks here too. Oh, that was kind of scary. Yeah, <laughs> it's always a, is it fireworks or is it gunshots here? <laughs> huh? I don't know either which way. <laughs> I don't know what it was out here. It sounded like fireworks. I think it was fireworks here too. Um, so yeah, just follow us and hopefully we'll we'll get some people listening and you guys can just tell us what you what you like and what you want to hear about um what i want to hear from you guys is what your top songs are this week do you have a, a song a couple songs that you want to talk about let's start with allison all right so I'm going to save the girl group for last, but the first one is uh, B.I. Waterfall. It is great. I'm so glad B.I. is back. It's like he shook off that little scandal and how uh, YG just dropped him like a bad habit. Mm -hmm. Like, seriously, why? This boy is golden. And I love Waterfall. Love the performance video. The one where it was just him and the field. It was great because if you listen to the lyrics, I believe he sort of tried to explain about what's been going on with him and everything. So love it. Now, let's go to this this other song from a girl group. I'm not a very big girls group stand since by the time the third generation came in, they just sort of weren't hitting it with me. But Purple Kiss, they have got me. When I heard the song, Can We Talk Again? They remind me of Red Velvet. And, and now I, I hear Somebody them. else is just starting to shoot off fireworks. <laughs> Sorry. I heard that. Somebody so else likes Red Velvet, too. I apologize. <laughs> yes. And Purple Kiss reminds me of Red Velvet. So that song, Can We Talk Again, and Pon Zona, those are two of my favorite songs from them. I am starting to listen to them and stand them. So if you want a girl group who isn't all, as Amber called, the cheerleading type, you know, Purple Kiss is it for you. And they are very much a vocal group. So my two songs from them, like I said, is Ponzona and Can We Talk Again. Can We Talk Again is my favorite one. And so the group I want to share with everybody is Purple Kiss. All right. Amy, what are your picks this week? Well, see, I'm just a creature of habit. So, yeah, I'm still spinning butter an awful lot. <laughs> but um, what I'm most excited about this week that I would say looking ahead, as in tomorrow morning, probably like at 5 or whatever time it's going to drop, is that TXT is coming back tomorrow. And I think it's something about Yay. love. I think that was in the title. There's been two teasers. And in one, my bias is just dancing around like a fool. And I absolutely love it. I've watched it like 12 times. But I'm so there for TXT tomorrow morning. And I can't wait till someone does an unboxing so I can pick which one I'm going to order. Because that's what I do. If I'm not going to pre-order because you're not going to get any good stuff... I'll just wait until I see what the posters and everything looks like. And then I buy it for my daughter so that she can have the merch and the posters. And I can take the songs for myself. <laughs> so 
That's the plan. So I will be TXTing it tomorrow morning. Amber? So could I just mention, um, sure. again, on the whole TXT thing, I was so excited about their, their new album. They have so many artists that are going to be that have written on it. They have Ollie Muir's, who is a an artist that's been around for a, a long time. There's Mod Sun. There's this um, the recording duo, or they're like singer songwriter recording guys. The Arcades, who's worked for BTS. Um, they've done lots of stuff. I follow them on Twitter, and I've talked to them before. Um, Will Sims, and then Ash Nico, who is bopping and she is from north carolina and we stand her in this household ash nico is a bomb and she is nice. um she wrote on their song i believe it's called oh hold on i can tell you frost so yeah i'm excited about that go ahead allison wait a minute she's from north carolina yeah. ash nico's from yeah. here the girl who wears the crazy hair yeah. and I did a uh, collab with Hudson and me. The one that you guys turned me on to? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I did not know she was from here. Hang on. I can tell you where she's from. She's from Oak Ridge, North Carolina. Something I did not know. It was raised in Greensboro. Wow. So, yeah. I did not know that. So She I love her. Yeah. You guys put me on to her, you and your daughter Brie. Yeah, yeah. She, she's she's a little out there, but I I love her vibe. I love her vibe all day, every day. I'm like, you go, girl. You keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Tell these men how it's done. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I know she's not K-pop, but if you guys need to go listen to somebody who's a little different, yeah, she's fun, but very empowered. She is it. She's amazing. Yeah. Now. I'm going to say, not all her music is for people under the age of 18, <laughs> but she's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm just putting that out there. I'm just letting you guys not know. Also, but she's good. Her, She's really good. Also not also always safe for work. Oh, so my. Don't, don't oh play my. it out loud. No, it's not safe for work. Her, her okay, music videos Amber, and stuff like she? that are not safe for work. But her artistry, what she writes, how she sounds. The way things flow, yeah. it's just great. It's just like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm in love with this yeah. girl. I want to see. I just want to go to a concert and see how it is. But she is really I good. Saw, she, I didn't know she's from North Carolina. Yeah. You go, girl. Yeah, I saw her um, tweet out that she had written on, on Frost. And then TXT replied and like did a little like little purple devil or something like that. I was like, oh, yay. They like interacted. I'm so excited about that. So, yeah. So, me... I have a couple things. Um, one of the songs that I'm really into, and my daughter got me into this guy, is Gaho. And Gaho was in uh, PLT. He's um, but PLT is like a company and also a, a, like a crew of singers. And Gaho does a lot of um, OSTs, and he's done a lot of music, um, solo music, and then stuff with PLT. Um, his song is called Rush Hour. It's a fun song. Uh, I really hope you guys can listen to it. He sort of reminds me a little bit of um, Sung Yoon from Winter and the, some of the style that he does. Um, this is a fun song. It's called Rush Hour. And then Rocket Punch, who is more of an up-and-coming group, um, they have a song called Ring Ring. It is a very, like... 80s synth heavy intro 
Um, it's such a bop. Um, please check that out. And then my final one, and I'll be quick about this. Oh My Girls Dun Dun Dance. Oh My Girl is the cutest group ever, 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 ever. Um, they are so much fun. You need to listen to that song. Just to watch, if nothing else, watch the fan cams that the 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 MPD did for that and um what's her name Hyojung I can't remember her name but she's always smiling and she's cute and he called her a little Toki um which is a little rabbit and so she was like he's like oh my little Toki uh, and it was just adorable um so yeah so Gaho Rocket Punch oh my girl that's my picks for this week. Okay. I love the picks and I can say I do you got me on the oh my girl. I don't like everything they do, but yes, the the oh my girl, yeah. Don't stop was my favorite song and the dun dun dance. I'm sorry. I'm falling in love with yes. them. I might have to, I might be a girl stand after all, but they're just too cute for words. I I like them better than twice. Oh, me too. Twice. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, it's just something about them that they're cute in a way that it suits them. It doesn't seem like as they're trying, over trying, and it and it fits well with the music. It seemed like Twice Twice is trying too hard to be cute, and then they're like, "Well, we're not cute anymore. We go a little bit older." Well, I'm trying to be cute. I don't know. Twice is good on my nerves sometimes, and I that's a whole another episode we can talk about. So, <laughs> we are coming to the end of our podcast episode three. I know we've been all over the place, and I'm sorry about the fireworks in the background. I, hey, <laughs> people are celebrating today because it is Memorial Weekend. Um, let's see. Um, I don't know what we're going to do for episode four, but we will be putting out some information on that as we figure out what we're going to do. As you know, we can talk about a lot of things. So, like we said, we want you to subscribe and share like, and follow you can us share on too media, on Twitter and share. Yes. <laughs> On Twitter, we're A3 Nunas on Twitter. We are A3 Nunas on Instagram. I just started that. And we also will have a TikTok, TikTok up and running soon. Yes, I'm going to do TikTok videos. I cannot believe this, but yes, I'm going to get my hand into that so we can share some things on TikTok with you, like music and things like that. So I am very appreciative of everybody who listened. We thank you for being here and appreciate you going through this with us as we continue to embark on this new adventure. So thank you so much for joining us for episode three of A3 Nunas Pod K-Pop Podcast. And I am Allison, and this and we have Amber and Amy, and we are going to sign Bye. out. We'll see you next time. Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to A3 Nunas K-Pop Podcast. This is the end of episode three. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, don't forget to hit that notification bell. We upload new podcasts every Thursday. Also, follow us on our social medias, which is Twitter, Instagram, and soon TikTok at A3Nunas. Next week for episode four, we diss the K-pop news and focus on the top 10 K-pop songs from the first half of 2021. Amber, Ali, and Amy will battle out by revealing their top 10 K-pop songs from the first half of 2021. Thank you again for listening to A3 Nuna's K-pop podcast, where fangirling comes to life. All news songs are from the week 
of May 24th, 2021 or prior.